Huh. Wrestling's on. Remember how crazy this was when we were kids? <laughs> yeah, like that time Stone Cold drove a beer truck down the ramp and sprayed the authority with Cole's light from a fire hose? Yeah, or the time Undertaker threw mankind off the top cage and threw an announcer's table. Damn, wrestling was crazy back then. Wanna give it another shot 15 years later? Oh, hell yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, WrestleMania weekend has come and passed. And you know what? They did it, Jory the Madman. They did it. You know what they did? What? They called up. No way, Jose. No way, Jose. I'm betting that he has the Universal title by SummerSlam. Whatever the pay-per-view... It's before in between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam is, he's gonna he's gonna have it in a a handicap match three v one handicap match versus Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar, and Bobby Lashley. Oh my God! And no way Jose's gonna do the like lifting like elbow strike like he did to that jobber. <laughs> he's gonna do it to Braun <laughs> and knock out Braun. Well, before we get there. Do you want to do what we always do and start with the mixed match challenge? Oh, Jory, the mixed match challenge is oh oh you mean no. that mixed match challenge? <laughs> I I mean the one the actual mixed match challenge finals. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. Oh, that finals. Yeah, the actual finals. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> the actual ones. Okay, um, we should start with that. Because we are going to be doing things a little bit differently on the show from now on. And we're just going to talk about the cool stuff and not everything. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about, oh, well, Goldust and, and Ty Dillinger talked. And then Goldust was a silly old man. And then Ty Dillinger said... 10 and pinned gold dust yeah because that's um as as interesting as that might be for some of you being a two hour and 45 minute recap show of wwe events over the week it's taxing on both of us for recording and especially my pal jory for editing and it's very long it takes a lot of uh, our time uh so <laughs> and it takes up a lot of your time or you'd rather listen to good stuff Instead yeah. of us. Like a podcast about, let's say, One Piece or Kingdom Hearts, maybe? That sounds good to me. But anyway. <laughs> or um, just two guys talk about video games, even though they have it in like eight months. Yeah, and you can't even listen to the episodes because they're not hosted anywhere anymore. But <laughs> this was WrestleMania weekend. imagine hard enough, you can. <laughs> <laughs> this was WrestleMania weekend. We're going to be talking about a little bit of WrestleMania 34 little bit of NXT TakeOver New Orleans, and the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania. So, 
Jory, you wanted to start with the actual Mixed Match Challenge Finals, which was uh, Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey against Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. I'm going to come out this and say sh- it. This was the best part of WrestleMania. <laughs> so... What what were your favorite parts of this match? Um I know everyone really liked when Trips almost punched Stephanie because last year she went <laughs> yeah. to a table or something, so I haven't seen that. That was good. Um I like that Rhonda is actually a natural at wrestling and her cells were incredible and believable and like next so level did, stuff. Did, did did we get did did they try to work us by saying by having her look awkward in the weeks before? Yeah, because it feels like the her looking awkward on Raw before WrestleMania, the way it was done, like they just played it like, "Ooh, good job, Ronda. I'm glad you're here." They didn't seem to play it up like, "Ooh, she's going to be awkward." And I don't think they're ever that subtle in their works but maybe maybe they just tricked us all they could have she also could have actually just been like not so i think that she's still not great at lifting people up i'm gonna i'm gonna say that she did a samoan drop on steph during the match or some kind of samoan drop altered samoan drop thing and it still looked like she had kind of a hard time finishing the move but um that's something that she'll get better at, but the rest of everything else, whew, she good. But, yeah. um, I'm gonna skip to the end, my very favorite part. It's the best moment in WWE since I've started watching again in September of 2017. <laughs> it was Ronda on top of Steph with the armbar ready to get locked in, and Stephanie's got her hands clasped together going please i'm so sorry please please i'm sorry and Rhonda looks at her and goes you're sorry and she goes stephanie goes yes i'm so sorry please i'm sorry and Rhonda goes too late and just throws her into the arm bar and breaks her <laughs> wrist that was good that was very good Ooh, i just I, I loved the, the spots that I'm sure they were, like, shaky on, where he had, like, Kurt with his that dumb fucking look on his face, like, D- do I put Steph in the angle lock? <laughs> like, I could lose my job. <laughs> just the, the way he looks. <laughs> I, I As a kid, like, that was part of the reason I didn't like Kurt Angles, because he just looked dumb. But <laughs> it's, it's funny to me now, because, especially in a situation like... My, my my boss, I ha- I have my boss <laughs> set up for a, for a submission. D- d- do I do it? I don't want to lose my job. I got kids to feed. Jason's big. <laughs> Jason's a big kid. He eats a lot. <laughs> uh, then we cut to seeing Jason Jordan at home in like dirty pajama shorts and like a, a stained white wife beater with an <laughs> Xbox headset. We see him, he's playing Fortnite. <laughs> Jason Jordan playing Fortnite makes so much sense. Jason Jordan spending his whole rehab time playing Fortnite makes so much sense. <laughs> they should have given... I, 
I maybe because it was Facebook or because they wanted to save save it for uh, a woman no one likes, like Stephanie. Yeah. But they should they should do more of um. They should have done more of uh, <laughs> people attacking the opposite gender wrestler in the mixed match challenge. Which I get why they didn't, but it's just, it's funny, <laughs> which is bad to say, but it's like, I don't know who gets mad if they're watching, like, a fantasy program, and then they see a, a guy sword fighting against a woman, but... Yeah, you get mad playing Street Fighter, and you see Ryu beating the shit out of Chun-Li. You got, you got some, <laughs> you got some White Knight issues there, I think. <laughs> it is, it's just... And same with, like, Rousey just beating the shit out of Triple H, like. <laughs> when she had him on her shoulders, that was amazing. She held him up there for a very long yeah. time. I think Steph was late on her spot, and she held him up there for what seemed like <laughs> double what she needed to. It didn't yeah. look like she was buckling or anything, either. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is, she's strong. Um, this was good. And of course, uh, they're not going to have Ronda Rousey lose in her debut. Oh no! So, <laughs> what if they did? <laughs> that would be wild. What if they did, and then Stephanie won both women's titles later on in the show? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! People would be so upset. Um, <laughs> yeah, they would. I'd be upset. I have more stuff to say about Stephanie McMahon in, in particular, but I'll wait until we get to Raw. Um, yeah. So, um, what else do we want to talk about from Mania? Uh, I am. Do you want to talk about the Cruiserweight Championship? Because you and John Cena are the only people who like uh, 205 yeah. Live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't really have anything to say other than... I like the sentiment of the Sub-Zero uh, costume, but it's it wasn't going to get enough pop because most people are still getting beer and nachos and like don't know who either of these guys are. So it just felt kind of like sad that they went through all this trouble to get him set up with a cool uh, with cool attire, get Mustafa set up with his cool attire that he wanted for like no reason. But <laughs> it was still very cool. And um, I don't know... If they had a little, you can say this about any any match probably, but if they had a little bit more time, they probably could have, with the time they had, they did really good, but if they had a little bit more time, they probably could have got everyone in that arena to go, I'm watching 205 Live. Spanish Fly was already good, Lombard Check was good, 450 Splash was good, did two of them, you know, they already were doing insane things, um... But if they had, like, maybe five more minutes, they could have done so. It felt like when it ended, that was when it was starting to get good. On the mm-hmm. on the program, 205 Live, at that point, um, at that point, uh, that's usually when you still, well, you're, like, halfway through the match. Because it's an hour-long program, and they have, like, two 20-minute-long matches. So, uh, <laughs> they only got about half of that, and that's okay. It was still pretty cool. Is it 054? Excuse me, because it's Mustafa's uh, it's Mustafa's finisher. Pretty good though. Glad Cedric won the belt. He's been pretty much the champion uh, in 205 Live for a while now. Pretty much the guy. Always ends up on Raw when they do that crossover thing. And yeah, he, um, he he was he was even the champion before Enzo got released. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, much. Se- yeah, he definitely was. He definitely was. 
So yeah, he deserves it. And what happened on 205 Live last night is going to be cool. It's, it's going to be mm. good stuff. Nice. That's good to hear. Yeah. Good matches incoming. So, um, is there is there anything you want to? I I want to cover real quick the the switcheroo on the fucking women's battle royale. <laughs> oh yeah, please let's talk about this. <laughs> that yeah. was that was really funny. Um, I like that immediately they went to eliminate Carmella because she's loud and annoying, <laughs> and <laughs> I. I was disappointed that just like in the Royal Rumble, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan lasted longer than like NXT stars that were way better than them and stuff. And but it's like a cheap way to try to get them over like in kayfabe strength wise, right? Like look how long they're lasting, yeah. but everyone's just groaning kind of. But the the th- I, I just that that switcheroo because <laughs> my mom my mom really likes Bailey. I think it's not only because like Bailey was matched with Elias in the mixed match challenge, but because Bailey's just like cute and nice and happy and how could you not like her? Yeah. And just the <laughs> like when um when it was just Sasha and Bailey in the ring, like they went to do the uh, like the high five thing. My mom's like, "Come on, Bailey, throw her out, get her, throw that bitch out the ring." Because my mom doesn't like Sasha Banks because she's mean to Bailey. That's <laughs> <And> true. <laughs> after she threw Sasha out, she was like cheering yes, and then Naomi rolls in the ring and be like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and <laughs> Naomi just quickly eliminates Bailey to to win. And I think that's a good switcheroo because Naomi's definitely like. Right up there with Asuka and Charlotte being, like, the most athletic and, yeah. like, really, really good in the ring. Yeah. And all, all <laughs> she has to do is take out that twerking and it, her in-ring presence is, is perfect and doesn't make me feel weird. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and just having her win is a, is a good switcheroo because who, who expected Naomi to win? Nobody. Of all the people, like, Naomi? <laughs> yeah. There were really think, only three people I thought were going to win, so, and none of them did. <laughs> I think your 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 wish of Becky Lynch to win was slightly more expected than Naomi, especially because yeah, they gave be. Becky like the oh, the first entrance. Yeah, that was. I like that. <laughs> I like how awkward it was when they. Well, you could tell it was definitely like they cut to commercial on the USA broadcast, so they're just like silent on around. the network. <laughs> yeah, that was a good switcheroo. With the Andre the Giant memorial, the only thing that I got out of that is we got to see Goldust dab after eliminating his old tag team partner and uh, Matt Hardy winning because Bray Wyatt appeared. Yeah. Like, what it what it got to Matt Hardy and Baron Corbin, I was like, oh no, no one wants either of these guys to win. And then the Bray Wyatt stuff cut... Like I went to look at my phone because it's like it's gonna be it's probably gonna be Matt Hardy to further the Woken universe, whatever. And then I look at my phone to tweet something, and I hear the <laughs> of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And <laughs> I look up, I'm like, oh my god, he got deleted. How is he on TV? The Intercontinental Championship. They just kind of gave us a. Uh, <laughs> they gave their all, like they had, like the Finn Balor and Seth Rollins have for the last month. 
And ultimately, uh, we saw Seth Rollins walk away with the United, not the United States, the Intercontinental title, which my mom was happy about because he walked out with as like a Game of Thrones White Walker thing. Plus, he had crazy so cool. pyro, which was sweet. So cool. The, the, the flames during the burn it down, excellent. Excellent. That was, that was a, pretty much my favorite entrance from WrestleMania, but there's one that tops it. We'll get to that one. <laughs> Yeah, I liked this match. I wish maybe it could have... I, I can't keep saying it the whole episode. I wish this could have gone longer because it was a fucking six-hour show with, like, 20 matches. So not <laughs> everything could have gone that long. But, um, yeah, it was cool. And I think a lot of people were probably kind of upset that Finn didn't win because, you know, he doesn't ever really seem to win anything. Uh, but his time will come. He'll yeah. get something. He'll have his WrestleMania moments, hopefully sooner rather than later. But uh, this was this was a way to put a belt on someone that is like actually on fire right now. They both are, but Seth is like getting a ton of attention from the crowd, and he's got the new shirt and everything. And yeah, good. I like it. Didn't get to do Superplex roll through Falcon Arrow. Got interrupted, and I like. <laughs> Jumped out of my seat kicking and screaming. <laughs> Let me have it, please. It's WrestleMania. That's all right. We got a we we got a frog splash onto two people, so that I think that comes close to making up for it. And the stomp onto someone else's like back. That was good. Is it the stomp or is it blackout? When he brought it back, they were saying blackout, so I don't even know. I, I think they gave up on calling it blackout because no one could remember not to call it a stomp. Yeah. So. <laughs> The stomp is fine. Oh, quickly, uh, Balor's entrance. It's really cool. It was good. Yeah, that was very good with the LGBT shirts and the, all the people on stage with him. I'm sure at least uh, 200 people canceled their subscription right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That freaking millennial Finn Balor with his, with his SJW entrance trying to push his beliefs on me. All right, man. <laughs> Calm down. If you want to miss all the good <laughs> WrestleMania matches, you can. But I just, I, I do think it's fun. It, the, there's the fun contrast between uh, Prince Devitt and Finn Balor, <laughs> where you watch, you go and watch like New Japan promos, and there's and like uh, <laughs> Carl Anderson or Luke Gallows are like talking or something for Bullet Club, and he Prince Devitt's just like shut the fuck up and let me speak, like. <laughs> <laughs> Even New Japan, he's just a big asshole. But I'm like, <laughs> the contrast is funny because you can see this picture. Whenever you see Finn Balor, he's just kind of standing there, posed good and smiling, with ear that big to old ear, smile. constantly, ear to ear, smiling. <laughs> In comparison to New Japan, where he's like, "You fuckers, you don't know anything, you fuckers." So, do we want to talk about the next thing? Mm, it hurts. I've 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 gotten over it by now, and I I. I think it's probably for the best, but it still hurts. Yeah. It, I've I've come to that conclusion that it's definitely for the best. Um but I think as a huge Oscar fan, I wanted the streak to be sort of like the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak where mm. it didn't ever have to end and when it did it was like shocking cuz this was pretty shocking. But imagine if it happened five years from now. 
it would have been unbelievable that it happened. Uh, see, I didn't, I didn't see it going on that long. We don't need, we don't need to talk about the match specifically because it was amazing. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it was great. But I, I just, it feels weird to not cap it off without a championship, like without yeah. a title. Um, I can get from. I know I asked you. I don't know if you went and watched it after, but her post uh, Mania interview that I she did had. Not. Where she got like kind of teary eyed about it, and she was just she was glad that it ended to someone like Charlotte, and I feel like this is probably me looking into it way too much, but I feel like that's a load of that's a lot lifted off of her shoulders as a performer, where she can worry she can like focus on other things in the ring besides the fact that she's the winner, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Where it's probably and it probably makes things probably like will help make things less stale because her winning a lot is cool and it's incredible her reign and I doubt we'll see it we'll see a two hundred something win streak in at least thirty years. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if we'll see. We'll probably be old by the time. Well, I don't know. There was Goldberg in the nineties and then there was Oscar in the two thousand ten. So maybe it's only another twenty years away, but. Yeah, I think it'll be a while at least yeah. before we see anything. Yeah. At least a decade. <laughs> and it's uh we'll we'll get to see her put into something else. I think she she has she has room to be funny and room to put her into a storyline that's not just I don't lose. Yeah. Not a my streak storyline. I think this was also kind of expedited by the fact that they made her make a big deal about it on the comedy show. Yeah, that didn't feel too good. I definitely think that this helps. Because Charlotte is a great wrestler. She's one of the best female wrestlers in the world. Within the company, she's held every woman's title you can hold. Very long amounts of time. Very foreboding reigns and everything. Um, she's obviously the daughter of the one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, most championships ever in uh, the modern era of WCW, WWE. So taking the streak away from this unbeatable force is, is a really good accolade to put into the Hall of Fame highlight reel, right? It's a really good yeah. thing to mention in 10 years when she's slowing down. Or, you know, maybe not wrestling at all. Who knows? Hopefully not. But, um... It's... It was... It is definitely something to build to the... To the prestige of Charlotte Flair. And... At first I wasn't happy with it. Because, you know, in my mind I was just like... She could win the title and then be injured and then relinquish it. And then we can have a tournament. Or, you know, she can win the title and reign until SummerSlam. And then relinquish it. And then be off TV for a couple months. And then come back to claim her title and walk to it. And then you can just keep doing this for like four years. There's, you know, I don't... (laughs) You do crazy shit like just have Bork win over and over and over and over and over again for four years or something. Why can't we do it with the women? But it makes more sense to do this, I think. Like you said, there's less of a burden on her, and you can put her into other things. And right now, I don't think she's going to be in anything for at least a couple weeks, because she wasn't on Raw or SmackDown after Mania. There was a lot going on, Hmm. but... um, 
if if Oscar won, it should have been uh, after she countered the moon salt into an armbar. That was nuts. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that's both of them. That's Oscar. That's Flair do- doing my favorite thing that she does, and Oscar doing my favorite thing that she does, which is countering into an armbar. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a great match. That was the one time during Mania that I got like. I could feel the the heart racing, and I was getting like <laughs> worried, and you know, like clasping my hands together, getting clammy, and everything. That was the one time it happened. I'm I'm <laughs> glad it happened at the beginning of the show, because then afterwards I was just kind of like nothing else had me worried, nothing else had me, you know, anxious. It was just kind of like, well, it happened. I'm and enjoy this... the rest of the show. And its spot in the show, I think, tells what's going to happen. This is maybe me looking too far into it, but it being the second match tells that it's Asuka losing finally. Like, if she was gonna win, they'd built they'd have it way later. Um, I f- I I don't know why they waited so long for the Braun Strowman tag match. Well, if they <laughs> maybe if they did something different, I could understand, but uh, <laughs> they didn't. Did something very weird. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I I want to well let's just transition into that. <laughs> um, I that. want to I want to believe that the reason they did did that is because up until like fifteen minutes before that match they're like trying to finalize some contract. Like there's New Japan wrestlers I know that were WrestleMania. They're pro- they probably sent like someone so some of like a lawyer into the stands like, Hey come on, come on. Uh, see if you could get this new Japan guy to sign a one day contract. You get call Tetsuya Naito. Go, go find him. Go find Naito. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> come on, just have anyone we can be Braun's partner. At the end, uh, one of the refs is like, "How about my kid?" Like, okay, do it. We're trying to turn Braun into a funny guy anyway. Yeah, Braun's pretty funny. Let's make, let's keep it rolling. Yeah, it was just. It, I believe that. I believe that. Like they were trying to get someone last minute because WrestleMania weekend is like. Okay, we can we can make this comparison. It's like E3 for wrestling. You know, yeah. during E3, everyone in the gaming industry is going to be in LA. During WrestleMania, a ton of people in the wrestling industry are going to be wherever it's being held. The Impact has shows, Lucha Underground has shows, um all kinds of other smaller promotions. I think New Japan did a crossover with someone and their guys were there. Obviously, they were backstage at uh, at like WWE Access and other things like that, and meeting WWE superstars in hotels. So that was cool to see pictures of like, um, I think it was like Naito with Stone Cold and Diamond Dallas Page. Like that was that was very cool. <laughs> but uh, I believe that they were that they were like, okay, is Batista coming? Is let's find out if he's gonna be in New Orleans. Let's let's get Batista sitting down at the table, and he was like, I don't I don't want to do that. That sounds weird. I don't want to relinquish the titles 24 hours later. And they were like, come on, come on, Dave, please. Like, I, I believe that. And then like an hour before they were like, okay, we let's do something with a kid. You know, like you said, make Braun funny. Braun's a funny yeah. guy. Let's keep, let's keep making Braun funny. <laughs> and, um, did you laugh during this? Cause I don't I know how much I laughed. I was just kind of like baffled by this. My mom was really upset because she was convinced it was going to be, like, The Rock or something. Yeah, I was, too. She kind of set herself up for that, but... (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I thought it was really funny how, like, Cesaro was getting mad at the kid a little bit. <laughs> Cesaro yelling at Nicholas is the most heel thing you can do. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, yeah. No, do you know what the even mo- more most heel thing you can do? It was when... I, I, I don't think... Maybe I imagined it, but when I think it was Sami Zayn was like beating the shit off Shane in front of his kids, oh, and then yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Sami Zayn like yelled back at his kids. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Getting anyone's family ringside involved in the match is good. Now we can talk about this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was upsetting to me at first because I liked the entrance that KO and Sami had because. That's cool, you know. Shane comes out, does his little thing. Daniel Bryan comes out, first match back in like three years. Oh my god, he's here. It's happening. The 75,000 people going, yes, yes, it's nuts. And then the the blindside entrance coming in from behind them and <laughs> jumping them. That was good. But then we get an angle where Daniel Bryan is hurt for like half of the match. And I was just like... <laughs> Come the fuck on. I want to see Daniel yeah. Bryan fucking wrestle. <laughs> I, I get it why they did too, because you got to make him coming back a big, yeah. big, big, big deal. Yeah. Even bigger. But <laughs> I think the we, we're going to cart him out angle with it is a little goofy. <laughs> that was uh, that that felt like much. I would have been okay with him like not going like full. Was that... What pay-per-view was that where Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins faced the bar and Jason Jordan, like, got hit in the head and then he just acted dazed for, like, ten minutes? Don't go yeah. full on that. Just kind of, like, crawl the around Royal the ring Rumble. for a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. It was, it was really good otherwise, though. I cannot b- believe. The man that Gravity forgot. 50. He's 50, right? Shano's 50, yeah. right? Yeah. The fucking cross ring buckle the buckle drop God. kick. Unbelievable. I can't believe he's still doing this shit. So <laughs> great. I I wonder I think I, I said this a couple times. I, I I actually asked my mom this on during Monday Night Raw for like Stephanie. Stephanie and Triple H have kids, right? They have like two, I think. Two or three. Uh, how how do you think that conversation goes? Same with like Shane, except a little bit differently. Is like, so your debt, your daddy's gonna go and sacrifice his his body for for uh, Papa's Papa's company, but it's okay. I'll be okay. Or Stephanie, mommy's gotta go be a big bitch, but don't worry, I'm actually nice. Like, Nobody listening <laughs> believed that part. <laughs> Not even Triple H. He's nope. he's busy playing like Halo with the kids. <laughs> um, Play, building Minecraft, just building big H's in Minecraft. They're building. They're using dirt to spell st- "shut up, Steph" in Minecraft, like levitating blocks. Um, I I don't know. I imagine because they're around it so much. They just, like, they know. I, you, you know, okay, this is going to be... Now we're talking about wrestling being a work, all right? I'm using big <laughs> yeah. boy wrestling industry terms now. I'm sure that's upsetting someone listening. Um, 
you know, when, I don't know how this went for you as a kid, you know, when you kind of know Santa Claus isn't real, but no one's got to tell you, but they're still doing it. Yeah. That's, that's probably what happens with, like, Shane's kids and Stephanie's kids, and it probably happened with Shane and Stephanie. Stephanie was probably like, Dad, I love, uh, I don't even know how old Stephanie is. I love, uh, Andre the Giant. He, you think he'll beat Hulk? And Vince is probably like, I, I don't know, Stephanie, we'll probably see. And then at one at some point, she's probably like, you know, watching in the early 90s, and she's like, Ultimate Warrior's definitely going to win this. I've got this sniffed out, and <laughs> Ultimate Warrior wins, and she's like, this isn't real. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> that's probably, I imagine, what happens. But I'd like to know what they do early on with them. If it's like, I don't know, sweetie, we'll see if Cena can beat The Rock, you know? <laughs> like, Or if it's yeah. just like, yep, Rock's beating Cena, like... This this would be a good question to ask the Usos. This would be a good question to ask who? The Usos. This would be a good question to ask them, but I would never dare ask this question to anybody in the wrestling industry. I don't know why. This question in particular scares me. I or, guess I'd, if you word it correctly, like, at what age did you know or were told? Like, Yeah. <laughs> Just like, Jimmy, Jay, if you're listening, let us know. Yeah. Sorry, sorry you didn't retain your titles. The match was cool just because we got to see the Bludgeon Brothers not win right away. But other than that... <laughs> and we got to mention the short stacks. Don't forget the short oh, stacks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, well, that's all we got to say about uh, that tag match. Yeah. That's it. Um, <laughs> so, there's maybe <laughs> one more thing from Mania that I really want to talk about. Um, is, is it Elias fooling everyone into thinking he's the Undertaker? Ooh, that was good. That was real good. That was like, that, I, I, I don't think there's a more bigger heel power move. That is, the only one that I think would have been bigger is what I joked about on our Twitter account that got like, some people really upset with, with me for tweeting it, where it was like, it's number 30, three two, one, and then Cult of Personality plays into a record scratch and it's Dolph Ziggler. Like, <laughs> I mean, <that's> the- <laughs> those are two pretty big heel moves. The only other heel move I can think, there's probably way more, uh, but the one that's coming to mind right now, other than Elias, is Triple H drugging and kidnapping Stephanie and Mary. <laughs> <laughs> to get back at Vince. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's pretty damn bad. Um, No, but that's not what I was going to say. If we, if you want to talk about the Undertaker match, we can. I'm not... I don't care about the Undertaker match. Um, The one thing I want to know, and I think... I imagine people who were there just saw it on, like, Titantrons and big TVs... I, that were in the stadium. I just want to know how like those shitty lightning effects worked for the Undertaker stuff in the ring. Oh yeah, or, okay. like all the like hol- all the like augmented reality like Oscar masks, which were sweet. And, and the pancakes, there were pancakes, yeah. right? And then the Mrs. <laughs> stuff. My mom pointed out during the Mrs. hologram stuff, one of them just said "hot wife," which I thought was very funny. <laughs> that's really good. Just says "hot wife." But yeah, that's. We got we got you, Miz. We see her. Um, yeah, I would like to know that too. Uh, it's interesting to do hologram stuff when 
But I guess it's more important because you probably have like close to two million buys pay per view, and then people subscribed. Um, but you only have like seventy five thousand people there, so not that important yeah. to play the to them, huh? They're there. Yeah, that that is true. <laughs> um, no. Final thing from Mania that I really want to touch on is Styles Nakamura. Ooh. Uh, is it is it okay. that that sweet sweet heel turn? And that sweet. I'm glad we got this entrance before the heel turn for Nakamura because. Ooh yeah. Him in the Michael Jackson coat and then <sighs> the just badass shredding by Alice Cooper's guitarist. Uh, oh my fucking god, that's my favorite entrance ever. That's when I've watched that like three times since Sunday. <laughs> I thought it, I I thought it was really weird that d- during a takeover in New Orleans, you're just like, yeah, Alice Cooper's guitarist is here. She's just watching ringside. Like, yeah. Okay. She likes wrestling. Cool. Yeah. I I always feel weird when they highlight celebrities that are just hanging out cuz I feel like that's the attention that they don't even want. But Yeah. She was there for a good reason cuz that entrance was whew. Yeah. Goosebumps on top. I've triple layer goosebumps during that like that's fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sad now because of the heel turn. He won't. That's why I'm glad they did it beforehand. Because even if they do something cool like this, he's just gonna get booed during it, right? Like, yeah. Because during SmackDown, his appearances on SmackDown, which we'll get to, because it was great. Um, <laughs> he was just on the Titan Tron. He was just getting heavy boos, which you know you're supposed to cheer the faces and boo the heels. That's I get it. I would <laughs> if I was there too. Yeah. Um, but the match. Didn't quite go as expected. No. Uh, it, it was it was pretty good. I saw a lot of people saying online that like it wasn't the dream match we hoped for and stuff. And I, I think that's just because we're going to see this match multiple times in the next few months. Uh, even next couple years, I'd say. We, we'll probably look back on this in a decade and we'll go, you know, Nakamura Styles 1 wasn't good. Nakamura Styles 3 was pretty good, but Nakamura Styles 2 was the best one. That was the classic at SummerSlam 2020 or whatever, you know, like that'll... I hope we don't have to wait that long, but, you know, whenever it'll yeah. be. Uh, do, you, do you think this is going to be the the Austin Rock for for kids today? Um, I, know that's, I know that's a bold statement to yeah, make, I, <laughs> I don't ever mind bold statements. I know what you're saying. I told you that we could have a women's division version of the Attitude Era Vince a couple of days ago with yeah. Stephanie and <laughs> all the women in the division being pretty much equivalents to like The Rock and Stone Cold and people like that. So, um, yeah, uh, maybe I think that that is a safe bet because the only other person I think could fill those shoes is someone that everyone hates. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, that yeah. Turning him heel was great, and it's going to be really good for even years to come to play yeah. into those rivalries. And I think that early on, I... it will probably be a triple feud. Hmm. With who? Who do you think is going to get thrown in the mix? Daniel Bryan. Ooh, I like that. That's that'll be that'll be good matches. 
I, yeah. I always have a, a bit of reluctance with foreign heels because it it feels cheap. Like it's easy. Yeah, I, I like uh, I, I like the both of them, and I'm excited to see them. Uh, what what was your favorite spot from the match? I think I think my favorite spot from the match was th- it was the ending. Because it was so unexpected, mm. I think. Like that's it's not even like a wrestling spot, because the the match itself mm. was pretty. It was pretty good. It was, you know, teetering on like being great, but again, not enough time. But um, yeah. With what happened with Oscar earlier, and we always have this thing where we're like, you know, f- uh, foreign superstars don't get the same treatment. Uh, they don't, you know, is it because they can't speak English? What is it? Blah blah. Um, and then, you know, what happened with Oscar raising Charlotte's hand, and I was just like, oh my god, fuck, she's just... <laughs> what did she say? She said, Charlotte is ready for Oscar, like, or yeah. you were... Re- god damn. Yeah. And then Shinsuke, like, kneeling down and presenting AJ with his championship <laughs> belt. I was just like, why is this happening? Like, I'm on the verge of tears going, stop! Don't do this! And then just low blow, and I'm just like, yes, yeah! fuck yeah! And, and uh... AJ Styles still got that knee to face, just not yeah. not in the way everyone expected it to happen. <laughs> he got that forearm two nards as well. Thank God, <laughs> that's what he should have been saying leading up to it. So, as I don't know about you, but as soon as I saw AJ Styles setting up the Styles Clash, I was like, "It's fucking over, Jesus Christ!" I thought like, he was gonna <laughs> kick out. I could not Ooh, believe really? that that third count happened. Oh. Like, with Asuka and Charlotte, when she bridged for the figure eight, I was like, it's over. It's done. I, like, threw my phone on the floor. I was like, that's it. But I thought Nakamura was going to kick out of that Styles Clash. See, I thought thought with Asuka, she she was going to, like, counter out of the figure four and amaze everyone. But, no. It went on for so long, it felt like something was going to happen, right? She was in in that leg lock for such a long time. It felt like something she was gonna like roll over or roll forward and like break out of it, but didn't happen. Yeah, so yeah. Any last thoughts about this this match or just let, let's wrap up WrestleMania? What is your grade for it? My grade for WrestleMania is probably a C plus. Uh, yeah. It, it it felt I'd say the same, and it felt really bad because I like had my mom over and stuff, and yeah. we were all watching it, and then it ends, and they're like, "Oh, that that kind of sucked." Yeah. And then the next day, my my mom was at like one of my little sisters' like little kid activity thing. She takes ninja classes, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get her to be a wrestler, and <laughs> apparently, um, one of my sister's friends at that class's dad like heard my mom like my mom was talking about watching wrestling with me and she asked him what and he watches it so she asked him what he thought and he's like i thought it was awful <laughs> yeah i think that's the consensus is that this show started out really good and then halfway through it it was just kind of like eh because yeah. cena undertaker was a snooze fest uh daniel bryan versus shane mcmahon or daniel bryan and shane mcmahon versus kevin owen and Sami Zayn. that it was it, there were some really cool parts and i think the natural storytelling of kevin owens and yeah. Sami Zayn, they're just so good at that carried it through but it didn't feel as big as it could have based on what everything that was going on 
yeah. Bliss and Jax felt like a coronation of some of some sort for Jax. And then yeah. the, it was cool to see her win, and it was yeah. I'm glad she has the belt. And there were some spots where I was like, maybe Nia won't win. But yeah, exactly. She came out on top, thankfully. I think I think for the most part, the two final matches is what left me soured because mm. I probably got myself set up for like it's going to be Batista, it's going to be uh, Lashley, it's going to be someone crazy. He's going to find someone at his power level, and then it was a kid. And then the last match was the outcome. Barring the outcome of the last match, the the atmosphere made that one kind of shitty. Honestly, I don't think the wrestling was terrible. It's you know they're I, superheroes I, basically. You're I gonna think finish it's just spin. what happens when you put Roman event Ro- Roman Reigns into a main event. Like... Yeah, they they shouldn't do that anymore. It sucks that Vince's pet project didn't go as it pl- as he planned, but. You gotta let people get to that point naturally, like you did with Stone Cold and The Rock, and maybe not Cena, but I'm I'm gonna alienate everyone listening, and I just I don't I don't know in what world for like wrestling fans, not for like your uncle who watches wrestling sometimes, but for like even the casual wrestling fan like us. (gasps) <gasps> or the or the smarks on squared circle uh praising the indie star how those people hate roman reigns so much they'll go with someone who's like up there with getting whatever he wants basically i don't there's nothing that appeals to me about brock lesnar except for some reason whenever I see him wrestle i want jimmy johns and i had a jimmy johns sub earlier before we recorded jesus i wanted a jimmy johns sub even more this week but every time he wins yeah. do you think jimmy john sales go up yes i think so too i just there's i, I just i don't get how for I, I think it's just people hate roman reigns so much that they'll get behind brock lesnar who's arguably just as annoying if you think roman reigns is annoying yeah i think booking of i think the booking of brock early in his career helped him and I think the booking of Roman was going pretty well until they did some stuff that they shouldn't have done. Like, there's no way you should ever have Undertaker be beaten by Roman Reigns. You should not do that. <laughs> That's not yeah. a good idea. You should have the match be a crazy one, and then maybe Undertaker lifts Roman's hand at the end of it. But do not... You're asking for trouble doing that kind of thing. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's like if that's like if Miyamoto came out and was like, "We've canceled Super Mario Odyssey two to divert funds to Star Fox Zero two. Like, don't do that. <laughs> don't fucking do that. <laughs> Not that Roman Reigns is Star Fox Zero of WWE. <laughs> Not that he is. <laughs> Roman uh, Reigns is more like the Pikmin. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we reference Pikmin, Pikmin got, a lot on this podcast. We do. You know what's sad is I've never played Pikmin for a second of my life. If you do play Pikmin 2, because okay. there isn't a time limit that gives you anxiety. Oh, so Pikmin 2 is better than uh, Pikmin 1, like Dead Rising 3 is better than Dead Rising 1 and 2. Yes, because there's not bullshit time restrictions that give you anxiety. <laughs> wow, so many people just unsubscribed to this podcast. <laughs> WrestleMania over. Um, Done. Let's uh, NXT. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> I just I want to gush quickly about <laughs> things in NXT. The North American Championship match was nuts. Th- three minutes in the match, Fuck. I tweeted, "I'm already a ricochet bark." <laughs> yeah, he is. The athleticism and the speed are nuts, right? Like, I've never seen anyone that fast in the ring and be able to, like, move that quickly on a dime and jump that high on a dime. I've yeah. absolutely never seen it before. <laughs> have have you... I haven't watched Ricochet much. I know you've watched him before. And we'll I know you watch a lot of two, 205 Live. Sure do. Is... Do you know if in the community the oversell from cruiserweights is what turns people off to it? Because if anything, it makes me excited whenever it happens. Like, someone th- punches Ricochet and he backflips out of the ring. Like, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah see, <laughs> I could imagine it being something for someone. There's there's someone writing a comment right now somewhere on, like, GameFAQs, WWE board, or, like, Squared <laughs> Circle going like the oversell is too much for me but i love it because it makes everything seem more powerful even big guys seem to have sold like that during the attitude era i like overselling yeah. i don't it makes them feel m- more larger than life than what they are already billed <laughs> as you know yeah so i i do like overselling uh and ricochet is gonna be ricochet is gonna be something that's. I don't even think you need to put him on 205 Live when he gets called up. You could probably just have him on Raw. I, I feel like they'd put him on 205 just to hopefully increase 205 Live and the fact that I think they want to segregate the big guys from the not-as-big guys, unless you're yeah. Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles. Yeah. Um, but also, just everyone in that match was nuts, and that last, that, like, close-to-the-end spot were all three ladders were up and they're just like punching the shit out of each other. Oh, so good. I I was worried a couple times during the match that Dream got legitimately hurt. Yeah, because he and was not that, in the match for a very long time after the cut over his eye. Yeah, and like all of his bumps that he takes just like are scary. And I just feel worse for him because he's younger than us. So I'm yeah. just like, no, my sweet baby dream. Don't <laughs> don't throw your career away yet. Please, no, you're so cool. He has so much <laughs> he has so much time left. I don't want it to end yeah. here. Velveteen Dream was great in that match. The setting up of the ladder, like in the corner, and it's like he's gonna jump for the belt. Nope, he's just doing a purple rainmaker from there across the ring. God, God purple dude. rainmaker is such a good <laughs> <laughs> Incredible name. <laughs> um, EC3 was really good. Uh, <laughs> God damn. This match was nuts. Adam Cole won, and he's... Uh, Excuse you? Adam Cole, Adam baby. Cole, baby. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't expect that, because... There weren't. They weren't going to put a belt on either of the giants. They weren't going to put a belt on either of the two new guys. And Dream still has a ways to go. Not a ways to go, but it's in whoever's booking eyes. It's probably like it's a little early. Let's get him a little more. Uh, you know, familiar with the crowd and He's a work young. on some other stuff. I, I I get why after the tag team match because I don't I don't want to talk about the women's match because. The only thing I, I want to say about the women's match is Entrance I'm glad is that good. Ember Moon didn't tap out. I'm glad she yeah. the ref had to call it. Yeah. Because that just it, it, she goes out still strong, basically. Same I think that's exact what they're going way for Bailey too. went out against Asuka. 
No, uh, yeah, Bailey didn't tap. She yeah, at NXT Bailey Takeover London, I think it was. Uh, Oscar knocked out Bailey to win the women's title. That tag team match too. That <laughs> the authors of Pain are cool. Undisputed Era is cool, and everyone was like, "I know." Before you're like. I can't believe Pete Dunne's going to have two belts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I really want Pete Dunne to have two belts, damn it. <laughs> That's how you went into that match. And just, what was happening is like, towards the end I was kind of, I kind of lost uh, interest just a little bit, so I was like half watching. And then I see Roderick Strong just fucking stomp on Pete Dunne. I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on? And then he does an incredible flip to Pete Dunne, and Pete Dunne sells it really well. He sold it better than I thought he could for End a of guy heartache, with his I think body that type. Moves called. Did he, was it yeah. the flip into the knees in the back? Yeah, it's like, basically lumbar check, but he calls it end of heartache. Yeah, I I didn't think Pete Dunne was capable of selling like that, which yeah. was really cool. And then he just throws on top Kyle O'Reilly, and undisputed era wins, and everyone's like. What's going on? That crowd was so intense. Adam Adam Cole won earlier. How how is he in good enough strength? How is he in any shape to do this? And he just <coughs> Roderick Strong takes off a band off an armband off of Cat Adam Cole and puts it on. Oh, and it's like so good, such a good heel turn, such a good heel turn because I didn't believe Roderick Strong was. Um, anyone who would ever turn heel. I don't know why I didn't believe that. I don't know about his history <laughs> and other promotions. But the first takeover I watched was War Games, and he was on a team with Authors of Pain against Sanity and Undisputed Era in the War Games match for the uh, for the titles, <laughs> I believe. Maybe it was just a grudge match of some kind, but he was such a face then, and everyone loved him, and everyone was like, Roddy, Roddy, and I was like, Okay, and you know they had already propositioned him to join Undisputed Era before, and he threw the armband at them and got stomped <laughs> on and jumped, and I was just like, he'll never join. And holy <laughs> shit, it's it's definitely because um, it's definitely because Bobby Fish is injured, right? Like that's a good way to yeah. add another third member, but still, it's a, such a cool move. <laughs> So executed era so is going well. to be unstoppable now. Y- like. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna take a crazy team to beat them. I definitely think that it will yeah. either be TM Six One or the War Machine, which are now called War Raiders in NXT, and everyone's pissed about that. But the NXT Championship match was good. Um, Not as good I, as the I, last one, but still damn good. Yeah, it was. It was what I'd come to expect. I didn't expect Al- Alistair Black to walk away with the title, even though Me I wanted either. him to. I figured Almost would hold on to it a little bit longer. Same. But, god damn, how, that, that, those final moments, how Alistair t- won, was, were incredible. Vega trying to do the sneaky heel manager thing, and then uh, uh, Black ducking it, and then Almost catching her, and then taking a fade to Black. It's yeah. good. That was real good. <laughs> that was... Whew. I've rewatched this match since because <laughs> I love All Miss so much. God damn. <laughs> I, I like I, I Aleister like Black, especially because he had one of my favorite hardcore bands play for him at uh, TakeOver back in August. Yeah. And it was... 
uh, I'm also kind of sad that he lost the ti- he won the title because I won't get to see him on the main roster soon. <laughs> <laughs> you won't get to see him at Money in the Bank. <laughs> yeah, but because I just may- maybe he'll be a surprise entrant into Money in the Bank. That'd be cool. I'd love there to be like. We've got one more, and it was like, and you hear in the crowd, everyone going, "Whoo, whoo!" And oh, my favorite, yeah. <laughs> and then you just hear hear like the reverse, like f- smoke starts coming in. You hear the backward speak, and he just comes like rising up. Like, oh, please! Um, <laughs> uh, that's that's what makes him exciting too, because like you gotta have that like sound that plays before music, or just like that hit. Like, when Adam Cole came out during the Royal Rumble, the one you just count down and you hear shock the system, you're like, yeah. oh, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> That's a good topic for one day. Who has the best uh, immediate... Stone Cold. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Never mind, we don't even need to do it. We don't even need to... <laughs> you can't tell me you, like, hear a gl- glass-shattering sound anywhere around you, even not watching this, and you're like, oh, it's the rattlesnake. Do you remember when Hillary used it for her video package during the election? Yeah. I was, when I watched that, I was just like, is he coming out? Like, imagine Stone Cold coming out, doing the neck bobbing and being like, fucking GOP, I don't fucking know anything. Like, just screaming like that. That would have been nuts. But I, I, you're right. The glass shattering is that's the best, yeah. Um... (laughs) Yeah, and um, I think that's possible, the thing about Aleister Black, because uh, Kevin Owens, I believe, and maybe Finn Balor as well, they both did main roster stuff while they held the NXT title, so. Hmm. They both did some amount of main roster wrestling or had a presence. Nice. So I think that's I think that's very possible. I think that'd be a good way to sell subscriptions, would be like, kind of like how they do a 205 Live segment, if they did it. If every so often, like once a month, even if they did an NXT segment on a live broadcast, they just had like, here's the NXT champion versus another big NXT contender. Yeah. Or like, here's Bianca Belair against Kyrie Sane. There you go. Yeah. Like, that'd be, that'd be great too. Um, so do you want to talk about the main event? Yes, because it was what I was waiting for all night. <laughs> I cannot believe it. How good this match was. <laughs> this is like the video packages that they that they had before this match. The fuck, dude. This this match was so good. It had our friend Alex like hooked into watching it. Like he couldn't believe what he was watching. Especially that that fucking, uh, I'm still not 100% sure, I haven't gotten a good consensus from the internet, but when Ciampa took a kick to the face, and I'm pretty sure one of his teeth got knocked out. It's And, and I noticed that, I rewatched this again, yeah, I, I, I caught it on the network the last two matches, I was like, yeah, I'll watch the ending of this takeover again. It didn't look like gum. When I, when I was watching it again. It definitely didn't yeah. look like gum. It looked too, like, smooth and clean to be gum. It definitely looked like a tooth or a part of a tooth. 
they might have something in the industry that they put in their mouth to make spit look realistic or teeth look realistic. I don't know how yeah. real that is. Obviously, we're casual fans here, but it's either that or a tooth, you know? Like, Yeah. It's not just I mean, good. I wouldn't be surprised if they had some sort of thing similar to blood packs and stuff that they use to be like, hey, it makes your spit more white. Like, Yeah. <laughs> um the storytelling towards the end of this match was unbelievable. Yeah, just the Champa like getting pissed that there's no weapons under the under the ring, and he, he <laughs> and in a really funny plant, he steals them from some audience member who has like a hurt leg <laughs> and a Johnny Gargano shirt on. That was good. Yeah, where <laughs> he takes the takes the crutches from him. Harkening back to the multiple times that he's attacked Johnny Gargano with crutches. Yeah, the thing with the crutches is really good because it's like... It's a real thing that they worked into storytelling. Yeah, because it's like he's using... He had to be on crutches after the torn ACL. And he blames Johnny for that and their failure. And he's using the crutch that has kept him up over all these months in recovery (laughs) to get back at him for failing him and that's oh, damn th- that's so good during that match I, match I kept thinking about the significance of the crutches and that he's no longer gonna need crutches and that uh he was maybe a crutch for johnny who was unquote underperforming and he was better and now the crutch is gonna meet the crutch like it's the yeah. the significance of the crutch in this <laughs> feud is the it's the most significant weapon I've ever seen ever in any feud that I've sort seen that I've watched. Before, I I, before, I, I did like uh, Gargano like breaking the crutch and using like a smaller like version of it for like easier swings and stuff. That was nice. Um, I feel bad for how fucked up Champa got during this because his face was really swollen at the yes, end. Yes, it was like. Holy shit! Did you notice how like puffed yeah. up his eyes were? Yeah, his his right eye was getting kind of close to shut. <laughs> but I I think the only thing that beats out the significance of the the crutch is the fact that Gargano used um, Champa's knee brace yep. to put him into the STF. Ooh. God damn! Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's an unbelievable match, and um, <laughs> there's also something about when Gargano has these big victories, and then Candice comes out to like celebrate with him. That doesn't even feel like you know there's like someone back there like cue Candice go, you know like yeah, but it doesn't feel like there would need to be <coughs> even that. Like I I don't I don't think you can. Th- their story is like by the numbers heel and face storyline. But at the same time, it is perfect storytelling. Yeah, like, it really is. They were they were like best friends. They had a really good, especially for NXT, like tag team name, DIY. They were indie stars. Now they're in the big one, but they're staying. They're holding it down for all the indie guys. Like, I'm sure a lot of people said that about like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in NXT that they were there for the indie guys. But with Gargano and Ciampa, that was literally their gimmick, was being the indie guys. Yeah. And something, uh, an actual tragedy happens in the ring, 
and then they use that for absolutely incredible storytelling. <laughs> like, it's not just that Chompa's an asshole. He he, something happened to him that he he needs to blame someone because you don't feel good after something like that. So he blames his partner, and this <laughs> this is stuff you get in like books and like yeah it, it sounds goofy saying that but like it's the it, you just change it a little bit those are this is like classic storytelling you get from like shakespearean stuff and someone listening right now is like this is fucking stupid but <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth you go but you go the, the more basic your storytelling is the more avenues it opens up for things like the significance of the crutch or the knee brace or the independent thing or anything like that. It's, I saw a picture side by side of like, um, Ciampa, Gargano and Candace on, um, on Johnny and Candace's wedding day. And then a picture of him in the STF with the knee brace next to it. And I was just like, Oh my God, that writes its (laughs) fucking self. Like it's, it's, it's so good. If you're not watching NXT, you need to watch NXT. But you're too damn late because you didn't get to live this live. But go back and watch it because it's yeah. worth it. It's I need it, really whatever Gargano gets called up to main roster. He needs to be like the ultimate face. Like that's already what he is. But if you need someone who needs to be the face, that's not. And you, I, I think if they, as long as they don't force him into like the company man position, him being the face would be really good. Yeah, I think basically being Daniel Bryan too is fine. And yeah. the ultimate payoff I want for it, so that we can sort of end this. In my mind, I don't want him to have to suffer through this because he probably already. I'm such a Roman sympathizer, but you know. It's, I know I see a lot of people say it's not exactly his fault, and it's not. They just, people don't hate him. They hate the way he's been booked and what he stands for with, like, big business wrestling booking. Um, but the ultimate payoff would be Gargano beating Roman at a pay-per-view or something. Yeah. Like, then, then it's over. <laughs> then I think people can lay to rest, like, the CM Punk chants or the beach balls whenever Roman, like, breathes. Like, you can just, it's over then. You can let him live. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I didn't want to make that about Roman, but really, Gargano can be Daniel Bryan too, and <laughs> he is that's Daniel exciting. Bryan too. He is Daniel Bryan too. Good. He's Take over New Orleans sequel. was great. <laughs> the long-awaited uh, sequel. <laughs> well, let's get Daniel Bryan three will the... be Birdie. <laughs> That'd be good. We need. We do need a, a female Daniel Bryan. Oh yeah, we do. Um. What a... Let's uh let's get to the cool stuff in in Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a big big fan of how how Raw started off was just perfect, I think. You, you, like I didn't expect uh Stephanie to come out and then she did she did the classic woman heel thing. Uh, that we've been seeing lately is where they build up something like and no one thought she could do it and everyone had doubts in her but I did it I went out there and I did it (laughs) yeah that was very good (laughs) she's perfect as like Vince Jr especially when Rousey came out and she was like trying to coerce Rousey 
into I, I do I like the interactions of like um Stephanie like praising Rhonda and she Rosie just kind of sta- like stands there like kind of bouncy giggly like oh thank you Steph haha yeah and then Stephanie goes too far and then Rhonda just you see the frown the the eyebrows furrow (laughs) she's like i'm gonna kill you because it's it's always at first it's not ever it's not just like a switch it's just like she first she's like what what's going on and then it like clicks in and she goes into the attack and she uh she ripped off stephanie's arm brace and put her in another arm bar which is really good (laughs) you you deserve that one steph and um that is what I wanted to talk about. I think that... I know there are a lot of people who hate Stephanie McMahon. Um, she might have interjected herself into storylines and stuff when we weren't watching. She might have been really annoying when we weren't watching. But I think in this era of WWE, with how big the women's um, revolution is, um, <laughs> you can just do Vince again. You can do that. <laughs> yeah. You should just do Vince again, and like you're stone cold as Ronda. You should ju- you should just do it again, and your Vince, your angle like... is like <laughs> Sasha Banks. Someone someone who's gonna align themselves with you. Your Triple H is like Sasha Banks. You should just do that, please. And it, it works well just because it it it's instantly funnier again because it's his daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do want to say it. If you hate Steph in a blind rage, when you see Stephanie McMahon, if you're going to write it as fast as you can to write an all caps hate comment, you've been worked. <laughs> yeah, you're, su- you're supposed to fucking hate her. You've always been supposed to fucking hate her. <laughs> if you are getting that angry about her, then you are getting super worked. Like I said earlier, I don't know how bad she was during whatever... I imagine those were also story angles, and if, you know, maybe it was a little too much, then, you know, that's, yeah. she she might have been asking creative to put her in those, but again, at this point in time, if you're angry about the Ronda match, if you're angry about the opening segment of Raw, if you're angry about the prospect <laughs> of me saying, we could just do Vince again with Stephanie, and Ronda Stone Cold, and Triple H's, uh, or uh, Sasha's Triple H, you know, whatever, you're getting worked. Because I think that would be fucking cool. I think that would be great. Uh, I think that's how you get to a Mania main event with the women's division. I think that's how you do it. <laughs> but uh, it we'll see. Really... It could even work better if, if like, at some point Triple H becomes Linda McMahon and is like, wow, you're really fucked up. And, like, starts to, you know, when he comes to the main roster after XFL stuff and starts to work more with that... If, you know, he's like, I'm going to play Linda McMahon role and I'm going to be the voice of reason inside with faces and I'm going to, you know, like imagine a WrestleMania main event or like a pay-per-view main event where it's like Triple H in Ronda Rousey's corner and Stephanie McMahon in Sasha Banks' corner and the Raw women's titles on the line. That's good shit. That's good. (laughs) So I want to see that again. And if you don't, you just hate things too much, I think. I don't want to be that guy going like, if you don't want to see this thing, you're dumb, but at least let's give it a shot. But let's talk about Monday night after Raw, call-ups, Jory, who came up? <laughs> Hold on. The, the way this all happened was was fantastic because I was 
watching with my mom, you know, that Nia Jax comes out and then they ring the bell and I said, this is a, this is a ta- women's tag team match scheduled for one fall. I'm like, tag team? <laughs> is Nia Jax going to be on a tag team with Asuka? And That's then, And then Alexa Bliss and Mickey James come out after Nia gives like a quick like, yeah, I'm champion thing. Yeah, yeah. And Good then promo. Alexa says, you don't even have, your, like, your partner's not even here, or you don't have a partner. And then something clicks in my head. My mom's like, it's probably just Asuka. And I was like, no. Someone <laughs> from NXT just lost her championship, and she's <laughs> probably going to be ready. And Naya interrupts Alexa and says, I do have a partner, and it's Ember Mood. And I I started screaming, and, like, I fell, I fell back into where I was sitting and started kicking my feet because I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I like, I was leaning forward. I was leaning forward on the love seat. It's like so far to where I was like barely sitting on it. And when she said that, I like knee down on the like, on the floor and I like head, head in hand, just going like, no fucking way. And my dad just like, who's that? <laughs> then I have explained it who Amber Moon is. He actually knew because he watched Takeover um, Philly with me. So nice. Uh, uh, holy shit! Yeah, this is <laughs> this is good. This is what yeah. we wanted. <laughs> and she uh, she did a pretty good job. I uh, that that eclipse onto Bliss for the count was really good. Yeah, she's gonna be she's gonna be fun on the main roster. We got. Asuka, who, you know, who knows what show she's going to be on now, but she's a larger-than-life entrance and presence and gimmick. And um, now we have Ember Moon, who is a similar thing. And yeah. that it's it's very cool, and I hope that they don't... I don't want to be pessimist, but I hope that they don't squander her because she should definitely have to wrestle through jobbers and lower-card people in the women's division, but... You could have something pretty big on your hands. I think a lot of people are going to connect with her and resonate with her whole thing. And I'm sure Dana Brooks excited she gets more ring time now. <laughs> poor Dana. <laughs> I know, poor Dana. But um, it's another NXT call up. Yeah. No way. Wait, Jose. Jose. No, no way. Wait, Jose. Jose. No, no way. Okay. Um, <laughs> We're not going to be synced up, and I'm going to make sure it's not when I edit this. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Um. So no way, Jose's cool. I'm glad he's on the main roster. I'm glad he's getting a shot. I told you when it happened when I saw it that I'm I'm worried that he's just gonna be an undercarder, but it's probably it sense. Yeah, it's probably it's probably best if they're gonna be maybe like it sucks, but that's just business. If some people are gonna get released yeah. soon, you know. I, uh, I I also think that his his thing works better on like a lower card thing and probably works better with a bigger audience than it does in NXT. Yeah. And also I think it'll be, it'll be just like a good thing to, I I imagine he'll be like how the hurricane was like, (laughs) he comes out, he's goofy as hell, but it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just worried. (laughs) What I worry about is no way Jose opening up, uh, maybe not opening up, but having like the second or third match on raw in like, Lincoln, Nebraska, 
Because, like, no one mm. is going to no way Jose with him, and you're going to get grumpy old people with their arms crossed looking at him while he's, like, dancing in front of them, like, rolling their eyes and looking at each other and laughing. And everyone's got to go through that <laughs> with their gimmick, yeah. but no no way Jose deserves better than that. No way Jose deserves 20,000 people going, no way, Jose, no way, just in unison, like, he's a <laughs> I think, cool guy. <laughs> I think if we, if we do get to go to Raw in Sioux Falls, South Dakota... That'll be like your ultimate like test to your hypothesis about Midwest crowds not getting into it. Yeah. Because I think if anyone's not going to get No Way Jose, it's going to be Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And if we're in the middle of that crowd <laughs> and No Way Jose's music starts up and there's only like 200 people out of like what I'm assuming will be maybe like 11 or 12,000, I don't know how big that arena is, doing No Way Jose, I will never watch Raw or SmackDown unless they're in a big 100,000 plus city again. <laughs> like multiple hundred thousands <coughs> there will, will be 200 do people doing it at least but 900 uh, 199 of them will be us just yeah. like our us echoing will be will being make as up. loud as we not. can i will be running down the aisles fucking dancing no yeah. way <laughs> jose he deserves it so yeah no way jose is now on raw um and there were a few other big returns on, yeah. uh, there were three, f- wow, four <laughs> other big things that happened on Raw. So, There's, five well, other big things that happened on <laughs> Raw as I scroll through. So, we'll yeah. just start with the uh, first one. Um, so, Dref Hardy is back. I just turned it to Kurt Angle. Yeah, I said Dref. God damn it. <laughs> Yep, Jeff Hardy's back. My mom was excited every time he was on screen. She was like, "I love him so much," <laughs> and getting all giddy. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know if you've seen the the tweet, but it's it's a tweet that I'm sure some people saw. And like, this is dumb, but it's like it's something I can appreciate of someone who's been told a million times, like you'll grow out of it. But it was the tweet was like my mom saw new kids on the block and she sent me this and it was a picture of like a screenshot of a text conversation of her mom like forty some years old seeing the some boy band from like the eight, late eighties early nineties and like one of them like high fived her and she turns around and she's like all all giddy and like crying and it's like stuff like that is cool when people yeah. when stuff that people liked when they were younger still still gets them emotional when they're when they're older. Stuff yeah, like and that, that was hits a, long a nice time spot ago. for me when people yeah. are like when it's like when I people would say that about my music taste and then like I have a friend in Montana who I talk to who who he used to be in bands and stuff in the nineties and like he still keeps up with new music. Like it's cool. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to grow but, out of things. Yeah. Je- Jeff Hardy's back. Uh the the Miz did a did a good good Miz thing where Seth Rollins is like, how about you use your uh, rematch clause tonight? And everyone's like, yeah. But then he's like, I will use it when I want to. And I want to use it at Backlash. <laughs> and I feel like it's kind of silly <laughs> setting up Backlash right now. But it is it is four weeks away. So <laughs> yeah, it just feels so soon. <laughs> yeah, I... 
I kind of get fatigued when we come off of a pay-per-view and then they're they're fucking advertising the next one like less than 24 hours later. I'm just like, I'm Please. fine with the advertising. I just I just wish they'd like wait to set up the matches until yeah. the next week or the ensuing weeks. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they they uh, set up a a match a, a six-man tag match between the Miz and the Mistrage, Finn Balor. Seth Rollins and Jeff Hardy and god damn do I want this to be team too extreme <laughs> because uh, roll th- like coup de gras fall dive uh, curb stomp is too good <laughs> yeah during during that match that's that's nuts that's that's they just did it like three times in a row just like get someone in front of a turnbuckle coup de gras uh swan sent on and then uh as they're going like please no more kill me <laughs> Seth's like okay and fucking scurb stops them. <laughs> yeah that so was, so when fun. when stuff like that happens when they just like when braun did like 70 running power slams and stuff is that basically because they ended sooner than they thought, so they just have to fill airtime. Uh, I think those I feel things like that's are what it is. <laughs> I think those things are thought are, are predetermined, but I think okay. the length that with they go on at, at which they go on is dependent on the reaction of the, like if people didn't do one more time, Braun would end at like two power slams instead of ten. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, and I like the Miz saying that uh, Seth Rollins is a bad guy because he made his his daughter cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my god, that's really funny. I, I was really I, I I know Seth Rollins like apologizing was like half sarcastic, but I think a, a good move would be like, she's like a week old, she cries at everything. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't she crying before that and then after that? Is she probably crying now? Mike, she's like a week old. Come on. Um, so we're going to skip down to... Um, well, there was a there's a Sasha Banks-Mandy Rose match. And uh, I believe I liked, that I liked Bailey, the ending. Yeah, She went heel, right? <laughs> no, Bailey did not go heel. Am I thinking of something else? I'm thinking of maybe um, the week before. You, you might you might be No, what what happened is that uh Bailey was ringside to help her friend even though the match <gasps> oh, had already started yeah. and it's like they've had they have kind of a reluctant friendship now. Um and Bailey like got like uh Mandy Rose started to pick a fight with Bailey a ringside and Bailey went to like clothesline Mandy Rose, but she ducked out of it as Sasha was standing up from being knocked over, and she hit Sasha. Yeah, for, that's and right. And then their their fighting caused Sasha to lose. And and ba- Bailey felt pretty bad afterward. Yeah, yeah. And then we got a, a sad farewell to Paige, who said she's leaving and never coming back, and we'll never ever hear from her again. I oh, miss, dang. I miss Paige. I miss Paige too. I hope that she gets inducted in the Hall of Fame next year, so we can get to see her again. <laughs> anyway, um. <laughs> The next segment was an Elias uh, concert, and <laughs> he was talking about how 
WrestleMania sucked because he wasn't in WrestleMania and everyone was shitty to him. <laughs> and New yeah. Orleans is a gross city along with all the other gross cities. And Jory, there was someone backstage who really didn't like that. Who was it backstage who was really upset with Elias? <laughs> it was it was Bobby Lashley who looked who came out looking like he wasn't just mad at Elias, he was mad at existence for being there. <laughs> <laughs> that's Bobby that's Bobby Lashley that is him and I I was <laughs> it was because my mom loves Elias like I've said and as soon as like Bobby I saw Bobby Lashley so I was like sorry mom you get to see him get the shit kicked out of him again <laughs> <laughs> sorry mom he might die <laughs> Black Bork is here to lay the pain um so he's, he's much more intimidating than Bork I I think so, too. I think it's just he's more fit. <laughs> he definitely is more fit. And they're, like, the same age. I think I think Lashley might be, like, a year older or younger. Uh, he's but, 41, and Bork is... 40. Oh, wow, yeah, Lashley's older. He just, yeah. he just looks like he's more fit. I don't... I think it's partially because Bobby Lashley has massive fucking traps... Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, and he doesn't. Bork has kind of like a belly, right? Bork looks yeah. like he might pound back some beers. Lashley doesn't look like that at all. Lashley, <laughs> if you told me Lashley was like twenty nine, I'd be like, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that uh, the length <laughs> of that jackhammer hold, huh? <laughs> yeah. One handed yeah. jackhammer hold, huh? That was that was setting up <laughs> just how strong he is. I'm so excited for Lashley. <laughs> I'm I, they they need to do right by him this time because basically last time they were like, we like you Lashley, but we don't main event like you. Uh, you're gonna be the ECW champion. And he was like, what the? Okay, yeah, sure. And then he left, and then did MMA <laughs> and killed people in the octagon, and then went to TNA, and now he's back. And they. I but, I think it's asking for a lot, but I hope Lashley can have some amount of run with the Universal title. Even if it's, like, <laughs> from one pay-per-view to another, I'll be happy. <laughs> this, the, the next segment was fun because it goes to commercial after Lashley murders Elias on live television. This is not TVPG anymore. <laughs> and then it cuts, from, it cuts from commercial to Rhino and Heath Slater... And I was like, oh, man, who's going to get called up from NXT to beat the shit out of them? (laughs) (laughs) Which is I'm fine with because before, like, he's doing his thing. He's like, we were the first SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I have a stupid amount of kids that I got (laughs) to feed. So I got to keep my job. So whoever, any tag team back there that can, uh, (laughs) that wants challenges come out. And then there was a longer pause than I thought there'd be. And then, who was it, Cam? It was Paul Ellering and his authors of pain. Razor, Acum, they're on Raw. Goddamn. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. I wish someone would have recorded my reaction. It was so <laughs> predictable, but I wish someone would have recorded my reaction. See, I was ready for, like, helicopter noises and for sanity to come out. I was ready for that too, actually. <laughs> Which that would be, I, I know you like AOP, but that'd be 
equally as satisfying for me. I, th- I think that would have maybe been more satisfying because they wouldn't have been the moment of Ellering having to, like, be pushed away from AOP. Because I think Ellering is, like, 30% of what makes AOP cool. But, um, uh, he's not going to be on the road with them on Raw. And, um... Yeah. I think it would have been cooler because you know it would have been all four members of Sanity, and there's a little secret tucked away in Sanity that is really cool. She's not that much of a secret, but she deserves more airtime on WWE TV. I, I think I think when we do get that call up, it'll for Sanity, it'll be something like um, for we'll get, we'll get Sanity called up, and then it'll be those three, and then it'll be like a women's segment right after or like a women's main event even and like as as Nia Jax or as uh Charlotte Flair or who uh, no oops <laughs> as as spoiler uh is cutting a promo we we hear that music again but <laughs> The cool thing about Sanity is that they all have different music. Killian Dane yeah. has different music. Uh, <laughs> Nikki has different music. And then I think Eric Young and um, uh, Wolf, I don't remember his first name. Alexander Wolf used the same music. But it's really cool that like the the main three portions have... It's the same thing, but it's altered for each of them. I think that's yeah. very cool. Uh, so you'll be able to tell. It won't be yeah. a man cackling. It'll be a woman <laughs> cackling over helicopter yeah. sound. <laughs> but uh yeah good authors of pain on raw he doesn't matter if you have kids now you you Shit. they'll never see you again you're dead <laughs> sorry he's well, uh we smell joe coming back and telling roman reigns you can't beat brock lesnar so after you lose again i'm gonna beat him which if Ro- if if roman i think if you're gonna have roman main event like have a mainish event against someone the best place to do it is overseas where they're less likely to boo him and bring out beach balls <laughs> yeah unfortunately it's just a wrestlemania rematch at the greatest yeah. royal rumble but i think that this promo was fantastic but also it made me upset because it's really telling to how overbooked brock is right now because yeah. samoa joe is essentially just going I couldn't beat Bork. You couldn't beat Bork. So when you lose to Bork again, I'll get a chance to lose to him again. It's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, can you guys change this? This sucks. I've been watching this for like eight months now. And this is all it has been about the Universal title. Just like, who wants to lose to Bork next? And Samoa Joe and Braun and Roman are all going like, me, 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 me. Like, this fucking sucks. I don't like this. That's why someone else needs to have the title, because he's had it for over a year. Bobby Lashley. Um, (laughs) I'm fine with it. Uh, Oh, yeah, Braun relinquished his title, uh, (laughs) because Nicholas is in the fourth grade, so he can't compete. He has to go do fucking finger painting or whatever fourth graders do. (laughs) And we we got to hear Nicholas say, get these hands, which is good. Thumbs up, yeah. But... Since they're they're up instead of uh the the bar still kind of get their rematch they get they're having a tournament to see who goes not so a tournament an we... eliminator oh okay <laughs> I don't <know> <laughs> fuck it's called an eliminator but but we got Woken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus Titus Worldwide which was it's sad to see Titus Worldwide get deleted but Sister Abigail into a twist of fate is is incredible. <laughs> 
that's yeah. besides the fact that <laughs> twist of fate has always been a cool move mm-hmm. uh just that they're like mysticalness behind both their characters and their and how that works is really cool <laughs> do you think that if matt took uh dana brooke to the lake of reincarnation it would turn her from a statistician and just to a normal mathematician <laughs> bad like, joke <laughs> after the after the match uh they're like Tyson was like dana dana how, how how are we looking? Are we still making million dollar moves? She's like, I don't know, but I finished your your son's calculus homework. <laughs> 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 and instead of like the cool like mini skirt and like done up hair, she's just wearing like a normal sk- skirt and like a sweater vest or something. <laughs> I really like the next match <laughs> because of <laughs> what was set up by Kurt. Happening? Because, yeah. oh <laughs> because shit, the joke. Yes, the joke. Just the, the, it was weird seeing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in in nice clothing. But, like when Kevin o- like Kevin Owens from the start, I've always thought he just looks like a fan who wandered into the ring. <laughs> oh, he's gonna kick our asses. <laughs> That's fine. But when he's in a suit, he just looks like the dad at the barbecue who like he's the only dad who says fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Owens is definitely the dad that says fuck at his kid's stuff right now. He definitely is. <laughs> they, 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 they tell Kurt, hey, man, we'd, we'd love to be on Raw. He's like, didn't you get kicked off SmackDown for attacking your bosses? He's like, that was different. <laughs> we changed. <laughs> we learned from it. He, he had it coming. And he's like, well, TNA's hiring. <laughs> Oh my god! He slights his old employer. That's so fucking mean. <laughs> Which is that's really funny. They and did also, just take two like, TNA wrestlers. So, <laughs> and they have a. He's like, we have one spot, so you guys could wrestle each other for it. And they kind of argue about it. He's like, I have a family. Me too. Yeah, well, I have kids. <laughs> and. I was wondering how this match would like end without both of them, without either of them winning. I thought there'd be like a DQ or something, like someone like Shane would be here comes the money, and Shane yeah. would come out because he's pissed that they're trying to get a job on the other program. But instead, they just <laughs> they got knocked out. <laughs> Perfect. Which I'm excited to see where they go next week. I feel like that they might for a couple weeks because of the mixed pay per views. They'll be doing an NWO, uh, John slash John Cena, like they're free agents. Yeah, and they're they'll like run in on title matches on like both brands. Which now that I'm saying that, that'll be really cool. <laughs> that, I didn't even think about that. I, I hate to admit what I thought about. I it was almost comedic. It is comedic that uh, uh, next week Wednesday there's just a segment of William Regal like doing paperwork and Sammy and Kevin come in and they're like can we have our jobs back and William Regal's like get the fuck out <laughs> I think we I, I, I think we should get that <laughs> just for like a quick segment <laughs> that would be so fucking funny oh my god that would be really fucking funny well, you regal just like with gl- reading glasses on the end of his nose, and he, you just hear them walk in. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Um, so yeah, who knows what they're gonna do? But I think the NWO type idea—that's good. 
Um, I oh. really like that. Oh. And now that you say that, if you could add one person, one more person to an NWO style thing with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn that's on the roster right now, who would you add? Uh, fashion Files. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think that's what you have to do is you have fashion files be cross brand as well and they're following the case of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and trying to arrest him. Does this <laughs> end with, with Kevin message. Owens just... repeatedly power bombing Tyler Breeze on an apron until he's limp? <laughs> yes, because <laughs> that's the only way I see this ending. It's just Tyler Breeze getting killed in Fandango, <laughs> running away from Sami Zayn the whole time during it. <laughs> see the. The, the only thing I want out of that, too, is I want a match of Kevin Owens against Tyler Breeze where he, like, power bombs it and gets in his face and he's like, Stop taking selfies! Yeah, please. <laughs> I'm fine with this. Well, last thing I, I want to talk about on Raw is just how we had that interaction between uh, Matt and Jeff. And oh, Jeff yeah. talk, talked to Matt in, like, the Woken voice. Yeah, and then, and then it like after they had their interaction, the camera panned from from them to show Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, and they just gave him a weird look, and they're like, "What was that?" And he just like shrugged and walked. <laughs> yeah. I was really hoping for like, uh, <laughs> Matt to walk up to Jeff and was like, "Ah, brother, I am glad you have recovered, and you are doing well." And Jeff's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I was hoping for that, too. Do you think they're uh, going to do Brother Nero? Well, he called it... Uh, Bray, uh, Bray called him Brother Nero, so I think you're going to have, like, Jeff be, like, undercover Woken, is what it feels like. <laughs> undercover Woken? Hey, if it gets me to it, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. Uh, Raw After Mania? Pretty good, huh? Good. Pretty good, yeah. So uh, there's not a whole ton to talk about with SmackDown, but there's there's like all the big surprises are the only thing I want to talk about because the regular like not surprise storyline stuff I wasn't that interested in. Yeah, not any of the tag team title stuff or the uh, United States stuff. That's not or the super women's... interesting. Yeah, no. <laughs> the, the, well, there the was one woman's, women's thing match. That was good... Yeah, yeah. So actually, the USA title match was stupid because why Randy Orton, but. Yeah, Whatever. I don't, I don't know. I, I they someone hates money. Someone hates money. Yeah. The I saw a rumor recently that Rusev keeps asking for his release. He asked for one in November. He asked for one in January. He asked for one last month. And I get it. If that's if if there if there's weight to that rumor, I yeah. get it. Because you're yeah. you're the most organically over person in the company right now. Oh, other than like Daniel Bryan, uh, <laughs> and they're just going like, nope, nope, mm-mm, nope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, nope. And it's like why? Just fucking put the goddamn belt on him. So fucking a. So here's I'm I'm gonna fantasy book real quick. The uh, th- this ran on long, even though we wanted to keep it short. Oh well, well, we had a couple things to cover, so it made sense. Yeah, and I can I can cut stuff, but right. I want to. Rusev his contract expires. They don't have anything to do for Aiden English. So does his. F- four years, like two, three years later. Royal Rumble, three, two, one. <coughs> oh my god! And, and then, and then, a, a, we get Aiden English walks out. <laughs> Imagine that pop. <laughs> three years do, of Rusev, they could do that chance this to January. Rusev. 
And it's like, <laughs> it's been a long time. But do you know what day it finally is? <laughs> it's Rusev Day. And then Rusev wins the Rumble and goes on to beat whoever at WrestleMania. And <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> but SmackDown, start off. Paige is the new GM. Yeah. Because Daniel Bryan stepped down. Yep. Uh, Shane O'Mac came out and was like, hey, I beat the shit out of two guys, I think. And uh, you know what? Daniel Bryan's going full time, so uh, here's our new uh, GM page. I have a problem with a couple of these things, just with the announcements, because, like, Anaya should not have said Ember Moon and Shane should not have said Page. You let the music hit. You you pay for the music for a reason. I'm clapbacking on accident right now, but yeah, <laughs> you you pay for the music for a reason. The music talks. You don't get to say it. Uh, I don't know if there's a reason they are, but just let the let Page's music hit. Just let yeah. Ember's music hit. It'll speak for itself. Um, yeah. But yeah, cool. And She's the new she, GM. Uh, It'll be and cool. She to puts have herself her over as GM by setting up the dream match for AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is. I like, I like that she did that. But during that segment where she was like, "Hmm, who should face Daniel Bryan on his first night back?" and I was just going like, "Andrade Cien Almas, Andrade Cien Almas." That's what I was thinking too. Orc Organo. <laughs> oh my god, I would have died. But I think, I think on NXT they're going to be doing Almas and McIntyre. So, mm. uh, yeah. But Paige's GM, cool. I like that. So, Better than Big Show, I think. So do you want to talk about uh, Asuka's retribution? <laughs> yeah, I do want to talk about Asuka's this retribution. Is, oh, this is this is good. And I was so distracted by what happened at first that I didn't register when it started. So Yeah, when that Charlotte, music hit, I had no clue. But go ahead. So when uh, Charlotte came out, she's like, I beat Asuka. Um who's who's gonna face me um i oscar was the best but now i need a new challenger and then who came in cam the iconic duo billy k and peyton royce (laughs) been waiting for this for months been waiting for this for (laughs) half a year these two are good these two are real fucking good they did a good job of making fun of Charlotte. Such and a good at promo. First, at first when this happened, I was... The thing that upset me about it a little bit, and this is like me, how I think you they should book things, is I feel like if you're going to have someone like Charlotte be the champion, you need to have a character like Asuka or... Someone like Ruby Riot or Ember Moon or Nikki Cross or someone who doesn't fit like the the mold of what like when they call Charlotte Flair genetically superior, it makes me uncomfortable. But I think it also says to like she fits a mold of what you'd imagine like a prime women's wrestler to be: tall, right. blonde, athletic. Like you need someone who's against that to feud with Charlotte for for it to be interesting, yeah. but. It's okay because holy shit, they beat the shit out of Charlotte. And as they're leaving, I'm like, I'm like so amazed that 
uh, like the music is playing and that Charlotte got the shit kicked out of her, that that uh, Carmela's music hits, I don't notice it and no. until Tate says something. I'm like, oh, oh shit, and I start like screaming, and she starts running in, and then she's like, this is the longest fucking cash in. I'm like, this one getting... was longer than the fake out ones. <laughs> I was getting anxious. I feel like I think. I, I think it kind of plays into the fact that hers take a while, so that the refs are like, do you really want to cash in? Do you think yeah. you can do this? You can't beat her. And, like, as soon as it cash, the, they announce Carmella's cashing in, everyone's roaring. Uh, Flair, Charlotte Flair gets up in, in, like, almost like how Ric Flair looked in that Shawn Michaels match. How yes! He, like, Holy over. shit! Perfect. And in the same way, a kick delivered to her face. <laughs> Knocked over Carmella. One, two, three. She's the champion. Corey Graves doesn't know how to spell champion, but she's the champion. (laughs) How much were you expecting that kick out at two? I was fully expecting her to get destroyed. And then I didn't register at first. I was like, that kind of sucks that Asuka loses for for Carmella to get the title. And then you messaged me. It's like, you, you beat the streak. You got a job to Carmella. I was like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably how that conversation went with Charlotte, too. It's like, we'll let you have the pride of beating her streak. But there's going to be successful money in the bank cash in. <laughs> and I loved it. I can't believe the two things I had been waiting for the most to happen in WWE over the last like eight months happened in the same segment. Unbelievable. <laughs> the iconic duo, I refuse to call them the iconics, came out and crushed the most powerful woman on the roster. <laughs> Cut a great promo and then crushed her. Billy got to hit Shades of K, which is a great name for a big boot opposed to big boot. And then they just threw her around and she was like half dead. And then <laughs> Carmella got to cash in and became champion. Thank you, Road Dog. Thank I, you, Road Dog. I do have to say there's a missed opportunity in her like backstage interview when there's like, is there anyone you want to thank? And she got all choked up and just said that she, it was she thanked herself. I think she should have gotten choked up and like said, Frank. Without him, I couldn't have done this. And then it just cuts. <laughs> it just cuts to like the the beat up money in the bank suitcase prop. <laughs> Um, I, during that, I was expecting, it's just cause I know backstage, like kind of real wrestler life stuff. I was kind of expecting like not big cast. Like, I don't know why I was <laughs> expecting that, but yeah. Um, I'm so happy. I hope she gets to have a decent reign and I know that now the iconic duo are going to have to job to Charlotte, but <laughs> They don't have to lose immediately, right? You know, they can have a couple wins, like one pay-per-view win to make them seem a little stronger, right? Please. Please. And I'm glad they're using Billy Kay's entrance music because that's the good one out of the two of them. And fuck, they didn't miss a beat in the like months they were off. I'm so happy. I'm really fucking happy. Uh, All right. Uh... There was one more thing that we should talk about, and that is Nakamura um, (laughs) doing Nakamura things. He was interviewed by Renee Young asking about, um, what did she ask about? She asked about how he felt about what happened on Sunday night, right? Yeah, basically why he did it. 
and then he just kind of kind of beat he he's just like sarcastically saying i've thought about it and i'm sorry and then she's yeah, like you know yeah. you don't sound really convincing with that and he's like sorry no speak english <laughs> that was really good leads in sorry no speak english and it was just like oh fuck dude because his english is getting really good and it was way better in that segment so then it was just like oh my god thank you nakamura and then uh during dream match styles versus daniel bryan uh which was an incredible match that was not a match that smackdown was not worthy of that match that was just something trying to get to like a like a moment for another character and it was incredible they were they were doing so well and they were moving so quickly and everything seemed so crisp and like <coughs> i don't know i don't know if they had wrestled each other before i think maybe they did um before either of them landed with wwe i'm pretty sure they did but i mean it was a dr- it's a dream match to think about and it was it was going really well before nakamura jumped into the ring and hit AJ Styles with another low blow. <laughs> yep, it was really good. He hit him with several, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> yeah. And also, uh real quick, doesn't it like doesn't it make you make you scared whenever you see Daniel Bryan like take a bump? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> there was something during this match where he like showed some amount of he could have just been selling but i was like oh god no like he was probably just selling and i I saw it and i was like oh fuck oh god yeah i definitely have a an an amount of anxiety to me when i watch daniel bryan wrestle now even though it's only been like three instances of actually fighting anybody (laughs) like please don't let this happen again yeah (laughs) but uh that's it. Do we have any final thoughts on SmackDown or WrestleMania week? I guess we could call it. Uh, Vince purposely booked a mediocre mania to get bigger pops during the broadcast to increase ratings because the USA contract has expired and, they're tr- and he wants uh, more people to look at investing. I agree. Um, <laughs> so, that's it this week. Um... We did want this episode to be shorter, but we had a lot to talk about. We're going to start talking about NXT, probably. Not, like, covering every, uh, every you know, uh, match on every card on every episode. But we're going to be talking about big storylines and stuff that we're interested. We're probably just going to transition into talking about things that we're interested in general, because there really isn't much of a reason to be talking about things like the United States uh, Championship <laughs> scene yeah. or uh, the Raw tag team title scene... Unless AOP gets it, but that will still be standard fare. So we're really just going to be talking about like the hits uh, moving forward, and maybe doing definitely doing some other segments that are just like um, just fun, like talking about kayfabe power levels or uh, our favorite entrances or theme songs or things of that nature. So we're going to try yeah. to keep it shorter from now on. But it did run long because we had a lot to talk about. Um, and there's a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. So. The uh, TakeOver, Raw, and SmackDown were great. WrestleMania, eh. Favorite part of WrestleMania was the Ronda match. Uh, yeah. Jory, do you have any final thoughts or anything you'd like to plug? Sure. I've got my Twitter, at Jory, where I, I tweet about things in existence. Um, 
if you want to hear me ramble on about stuff more, there's always my podcast, We Are Watching One Piece, where I recap One Piece with my friend who's caught up on One Piece. I haven't done a new episode re- in a while because I've been busy with life things, but hey, it'll happen eventually. They've been busy too. Um, it's If you want to follow that on Twitter, it's We Are Watching OP. We usually, recent the more recent episodes, we've been going like six, seven, eight episodes at a time and covering them because it allows us to get more in depth about the events that transpired and how they relate back to stuff they set up earlier in the show and everything. Um, <coughs> like I, like I've said, um, they don't waste the runtime. The fact that it's like 800 episodes is not a waste. <laughs> Damn. There's some mediocre filler, but that's all right. But <laughs> it's, um, yeah, we're on SoundCloud and iTunes and stuff with that. Same with here. If you want to tell your friends to listen to us or if you're in that perpetual trapped in car and your significant other or friend is making you listen to us on a car ride, you develop Stockholm Syndrome and you want to listen to us when you're not stuck in the car with your friend, you can find us on Twitter at, at, at CWFPCast where we'll let you know. Uh, if we have a dumb idea that we put into a picture, or if there's a new episode up. And you can also find us on SoundCloud, and iTunes, and Stitcher, and most places where you can get podcasts. That's about Hooray. it for me. Yep, my Twitter's still gone. Haven't made a good attempt. Been doing school <laughs> stuff, but that is about to slow down. So, um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to CWFP. Um, we're pretty excited about what's going forward in WWE. Some cool new people from NXT returning in general. Carmella's a champion. Holy shit, that's weird. Um, <laughs> Feels good. Yeah, I hope she can be a Ric Flair type heel maybe, you know, just cheating and wheeling and dealing to continued victories. That'd be interesting. But um, a lot of women to go around for that belt, so I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. My name is Joe. And I'm Jory. And we are watching One Piece. That's it. That's the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so we talk about the anime called One Piece uh, about once a month. It takes a while to watch One Piece, but I'm currently caught up with the show. I just started it. So you can join us while we talk about loving the rubber boy, vaping Sanji, our son Chopper, and his murder mom Robin. <laughs> <laughs> and their loving nicknames to be decided as we go along. You can find us on iTunes or your app of choice. And until you tune in, to be continued.